I'm your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me today is Brian Hulse from the Juno Economic Development Council, as well as another guest who we will introduce here in just a moment that is in relation to the Innovation Summit. So first, before we get into that introduction, Brian, why don't you talk to me a little bit about the Innovation Summit, and then we can move right into our other guest here. Yeah, good morning, uh, Jordan. Yeah, the Innovation Summit is a, it's an annual event. It's a, a Juno Economic Development Council's sort of contribution to innovation. Uh, we are happy to host it this year at the University of Alaska Southeast, March 15th and 16th. And every year we, we have a, um, a similar array of, of, of events, pitch contest and um, tours and, and innovation shorts, but we also have a theme and around that theme, we organize um, guest speakers, experts from around, around the world. Um, and this year we, if I can, I'd like to um, talk about- guess. Yeah. Thank you. Our, our guest today is uh, from FF, FSG. FSG is a global nonprofit consulting firm that partners with foundations and corporations on strategies for social change. We had FSG 10 years ago here at an innovation summit talking about shared value. And I'm really pleased that 10 years later, they've uh, further developed this work. And Nikhil Bum is with us. He's a managing director at FSG. And he has worked on the Purpose Playbook. In fact, he's one of the co-authors for this, which is which is taking. Well, I'll let him him explain uh, more about what Purpose is and the Purpose Playbook is. So, really pleased that uh, Nikhil can join us from uh, back east this morning, and he will be here um, in Juneau for the Innovation Summit on March sixteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth. Sounds good, Nikhil. Why don't you uh, Why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. I'm pleased to be with you. My name is Nikhil Bumb, and I'm a managing director with FSG. As Brian shared, we are a nonprofit and global consulting firm that works with companies and foundations on strategies for social change. And so excited to talk to you today a little bit more about our work with companies on purpose and how purpose can both be a powerful engine for good in the world and creating change, but also in driving um, growth for companies. Definitely. I mean... Obviously, we got to start when it comes to you know speaking about purpose. When it comes to a business, what is what does purpose mean, or what is yeah. purpose? Yeah, that's a great place to start. And what do we even mean when we say purpose? So, purpose is a company's reason for being. Put simply, you can think about it as a company's mission or their motto, but it should specifically articulate how a company is simultaneously helping solve a societal problem as well as creating significant financial and economic value in doing so. Okay. And then what would you say, why is purpose beneficial for a company? Because obviously companies have their own, their own goals, but I don't know if that would even count more so as the purpose or would those two be similar? Yeah, no, definitely. And, and, when we, and so what you've gleaned from the way we define purpose, Jordan, is that we are talking about a purpose beyond profit. So it doesn't, um, step away from the profit-making motive of companies, but really you go beyond that. And so I think there are two things that are essential to understand when I answer this question. First, of course, the why, but, you know, why should companies care? Why should companies have a purpose? And the second is, what does that look like? So to answer the first part, why is purpose beneficial for companies? There are three parts of this. First, it provides meaning for your employees. It lets your stakeholders know what you stand for, and it's also a beacon to help leaders guide decision-making. In doing so, a purpose then makes a company more distinctive and competitive. It helps the company retain talent, um, as we said, make decisions. It also helps you attract investors and appeal to current and new customers. 
But having a purpose and using it to guide strategy, it helps companies also think about the future. You know, by addressing social and environmental issues through business strategy, companies are thinking not just about the current generation, but really about future generations and the legacy and impact of the company on the lives of those future generations. Or even really just to still be around and thriving, that the company is still there when these future generations are, are here. So it really helps companies, purpose can really help companies weather those tough periods and think about long-term resilience as well as growth. Now to get to the second part of that, like what does that actually look like? You know, many companies have purpose statements and these can be short, they're often very catchy. You hear things like, we help nourish the world or powering communities through innovative technologies. That's the first step, just defining that purpose statement. Most companies also do a good job of using their purposes in marketing and ad campaigns or as a recruiting tool for new talent. But that's generally where it stops. And when you see where companies are really being intentional and meaningful and deriving business and economic value through their purpose is when they take it a few steps further. A purpose worth having is characterized often by four attributes. The first of those is that it needs to be significant. It needs to make a meaningful contribution to some sort of unmet social or environmental need. Companies often use the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals to think about what are the needs they want to meet. The second attribute is that it should be profitable. It's, you know, as we talked about, it should drive measurable value for the company. The third attribute is that a purpose should be authentic. So it really needs to reflect the company's core values, their history, their culture. And finally, probably the hardest one is that it should be serious. It should really help companies drive decision-making and the actions of employees at every level, down from the most junior levels to the most senior levels of a company. Gotcha. Okay. So another question that's sort of come to my mind is, because obviously you were talking, I think I heard you talk a little bit about how addressing like societal sort of environmental issues, and oftentimes those kind of fall towards being the role for nonprofits. And so why... Why would a company look into those things or should a company look into those things? Yeah, I love that you asked this question, Jordan. We get it often and you'll hear it in the broader social dialogue as well. Um, I think the best way to answer this question is with some data. You know, the first thing I think about is that the private sector has far greater resources than the public or the social sector to really devote towards innovations. You know, the Brookings Institute shared a report that in 2020, the private sector invested $708 billion towards R&D and innovation. In contrast, the public sector invested $143 billion, and the social sector, thinking both about academic institutions as well as nonprofits, devoted $48 billion. So we're talking that companies are spending nearly 15 times the amount of resources versus nonprofits or academic institutions. And if you break that down even further, purely nonprofits, we're talking about about 30, uh, 30 times the resources that companies have versus nonprofits. Um, and that investment is also growing at a much faster pace in the private sector than in other sectors. The other big thing is why companies should focus on this, and it's not just something for nonprofits in terms of you know, thinking about social and environmental issues, is that there's a big expectation of companies to address these issues, and, that it, and those expectations are growing. You know, Edelman releases this annual trust study where they look at public trust and expectations of various institutions. And I don't remember the exact date, but about five or six ago, six or years five or six years ago, you saw this switch where rather than, you know, some of these public institutions like government and media being the most trusted institutions, the 
the public trust is now actually the highest in the private sector. The public wants companies to do more to address societal problems, whether that's economic inequality or climate change. And you're also seeing that from other stakeholders. We're seeing shifts in investor expectations, a younger workforce that wants their employer to care about and do something to contribute to business solutions. So this is really important for the longevity of a company's success. But at the same time, these problems are complex. They're huge, thorny problems that can't be solved by one organization or a type of organization. So it requires co collaboration, and it requires for companies to think about uh, around or differently than the traditional way they've thought about in engaging with societal issues. You know, not just philanthropy and donations, but really addressing it through their business models. And companies are uniquely positioned to address it um, through their business models. And, and we talk about that through shared value, which we'll get into a lot more at the summit. Gotcha. Okay. And then another question I had was, could you give me an example of a purpose-led company, especially in, in an Alaskan context, or implementing that kind of a model? Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about companies that are purpose-led and what are sort of living, breathing examples of how companies can be a force for change. So I'll share a couple of different examples um, from a variety of contexts and hopefully some that'll appeal to the range of folks listening today. Um, the first company I'll talk about is Patagonia. You know, Patagonia is a great example of a company that clearly has an authentic purpose. Um, they describe their purpose as being in business to save our home planet. And the company's commitment to help find solutions to environmental problems is evident in the way they approach their product development, the way they do procurement with their suppliers, the way they think about their marketing. You know, some folks might remember the famous don't buy this jacket campaign that Patagonia had a few years ago, which actually led to a 30% increase in sales. But another example that I want to talk about, you asked about, you know, the Alaskan example or an Alaskan context. You know, I'm really excited to share this example from, from Alaska itself, you know, and, and that is talking about the Sealaska Corporation. You know, so you, you're probably aware Sealaska is one of the 13 regional native corporations in Alaska. They have several business enterprises, whether we talk about seafood or land management or environmental services and natural resources. About a decade ago, Sealaska embarked on a very serious and comprehensive journey to become much more purpose-led and to seek opportunities to create shared value. And several things stand out about the way they're doing so. So for the purpose of, of time today, I'm just going to highlight a few of those. First, their purpose is clear. You go to the website and it's right there. We believe a better future, one in which both people and the planet thrive, is within reach. It's very clear, it's very sharp, and it tells you how Sula what Sulaska stands for and how they drive business value. They also don't shy away from talking about that business value. This is the second piece I like about it. Uh, they also clearly state that they serve twin goals of economic prosperity and environmental protection. And then the third thing is that even without stating their purpose, you can tell through all their messaging, their language, the way they structure their business and operations, that it's clearly linked back to this purpose on environmental sustainability. And so it's clearly in the ethos of the company and driving decision-making. But probably what stands out the most about them is that their purpose is grounded in and clearly resonates with indigenous values and how that drives economic value for the company while protecting the earth. And I think it's a really strong example that many others around the world can learn from. Gotcha. Well, definitely sounds like you've been doing a lot there. We're going to be taking a quick break, and then when we come back, we will continue our conversation. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. Daniel, your host, and Jordan Lewis. At least I hope I am. That's kind of my running gag. 
So, Nikhil, I had one more question I want to ask you before I let you go because I know you're a very busy person. Uh, what do you want business leaders in Alaska to take away from the conversation we've had today? Yeah, thanks, Jordan. If there's one thing I'd like folks to walk away from this conversation with, it's that businesses can and are a powerful force for good. When done really well, companies are uniquely positioned to drive change through innovation, to scale those innovations, and to do so while creating competitive advantage for their companies. You're seeing that in Alaska, and there's a tremendous opportunity for Alaskans to lead in the area of purpose-led business. Definitely. Well, Nikhil, I'd like to thank you for coming on. I don't, I don't want to keep you too much longer, you know. Thank you, Jordan. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks, right. Nikhil. It's nice talking with you. That was Nikhil Bum from F FGS. Now, before we kind of get close to wrapping up here, there are a couple other keynote speakers you said were coming, Brian. There are, right? And all related to the, the same theme um, as, as uh, the purpose theme. So Sarah Lukin, she is the Chief Strategy Officer at uh, Cook Inlet Regional Incorporated Siri Corporation. You know, we, we heard Nikhil talk about the Sealaska um, experience. We're going to hear from, from folks from Sealaska. Spruce Root will be there as well. But we also thought it would be really valuable to bring in a, an experience from a, a native corporation in another part of Alaska. We do, we do try to appeal to um, people from all over the state for this event. And then Stephen Trimble, who, who is the CEO and founder of the Arctic Solar Ventures Corporation. And that is a, it's a, it's a, not a native corporation. It's an Alaskan corporation um, that has also um, had, uh, is having success in organizing themselves deliberately around um, uh, purpose and using a business structure designed to deliver purpose called a B Corporation, which we can learn more about at the Innovation Summit as well. Gotcha. No, it all sounds very interesting. And the innovation summit's happening up at the university, or is that happening in in downtown? I've, I've pardon me for forgetting that detail. I'm only human. It's an excellent detail. Uh, March fifteenth and sixteenth at the University of Alaska Southeast. The University of Alaska Chancellor um, Karen Carey has been uh, a gracious host. We're doing it during the spring break um, at at UAS, and for those people that are attending. You know, we'll have uh, buses in and out of downtown. So if you fly in for the event, you can, um, you can, we'll make it really easy for you to get back and forth. Um, and this is also Chancellor Carey's, she's retiring this year. So it's going to be fun to um, hear from her as she ends her um, outstanding career in education. No, definitely. I still remember when I was a student at the university and she was there. And now I am. Well, I'm not at the university anymore, but I'm in a, kind of an entirely new position. And now seeing her sort of head now is it's 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 a little bit of a weird experience. I won't lie. But she tells me she's not leaving town. She's just uh, um, retiring from the position. Which I mean, hey, that's perfectly understandable. Well, Brian, we got about a minute here. Got any wrap up comments you want to well, make? Yeah, maybe just mention a couple quick items. Um, um, elements of the Innovation Summit. We have this format of ten minute shorts. So we're going to hear from people like. Uh, um, Bill Lady, who who people in, the, in Juneau know, and he has been working on a Northwest hydrogen hub. He's going to give us a short presentation on that. We have Aaron Murray is going to give us a presentation around um, the Alaska's Lost Mine Beta Virtual Tour about Treadwell. That's going to be exciting. We have Peter Webley from the University of Alaska Fairbanks. He's coming. He's going to talk about um, the at the ICE Center ICE, which is an um, entrepreneurship center at the university, about the entrepreneurship journey. And then uh, Daniel Power at uh, Riverview Senior Living, he's going to talk about the healthcare 
and senior living continuum of care and those issues that we face to provide um, the care. Those are just some, some examples of, because at the Innovation Summit, we give the opportunity for people that want to to share 10 minute presentations. Um, we The deadline to sign up for an, um, a short is March 3rd, later this week. And then not related to the Innovation Summit, I just wanted to put one little quick pitch for the um, Arctic Innovation Competition. And this is part of the, this is, we've talked about this before, this is a statewide competition. The deadline is this, um, this Friday. And this is an idea competition. So if you have a really cool idea, and you can be in, in um, there's a, um, school age level, there's a high school level, and then there's the you know, adult division. You uh, present your idea and you get a panel of judges um, evaluate that idea, and then you have an opportunity to win cash prizes. You don't have to develop your idea, but if you have something that you think the world needs and uh, you know about it and you want to share that with others, this is an opportunity to um, share your idea and get rewarded for that. Gotcha. Well, Brian, I'd like to thank you for coming in. I'd also like to thank you for having Nikhil come on. That was great. I thought it was really good. You've been listening to Action Line on KNY. I've been your host, Jordan Lewis, and I will talk to you all again tomorrow.